Welcome to the Blocks to Riches podcast. I'm your co-host, Savan Davoudian, and I'm here with my co-host, Freddie Davoudian. We're excited to be here. Yeah, so this is the first episode of Content Cradle's podcast. Um, Content Cradle being our, our content marketing company. This podcast is called Blocks to Riches, like Savan said. And today we want to... We want to talk about a question that's really been, it has bothered me before in the past, okay? And I'm sure it bothers a whole lot of people out there today. And that question is, well, I mean, this question has uh, many I, different forms. Okay? I know what you're I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, um, one way you can ask this question is, is blogging dead? That's, that question, I've gotten that in so many different ways. Like, uh, is blogging is still a thing? Is it yeah. still a thing? Does it still work? Or is content marketing uh, saturated? Or uh, is it too late to start blogging or start making content? These are valid questions, but it stems from not really understanding how content works. Mm-hmm. It stems from uh, doubt. And like Franklin Roosevelt said, doubt is the killer of energy. So if you think, <laughs> if you start doubting yourself before you even make the, the content in the first place... You're not going to make it. So today we're going to be addressing this, these questions. And I think, uh, I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. Yeah. And um, before I get into the details, um, I do want to say that the stats in terms of um, uh, the number of blogs that are being published every single day, it's so high up there that it would be foolish to think that blogs or blogging is dead or no longer a thing. It's just I think that we're so um, we're so used to seeing all sorts of content being published every single day. Our focus is all over the place. You know, you one day you're throughout the day you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, you're on Pinterest, um, and then you're searching things up on Google. So your focus, when you look back throughout the day and see what you've done, uh, you've done you've searched the web in so many different ways that you forget that a lot of those things that you've actually read or come up, come across have been blogs, right? Yeah. So um, th- I think one that's one of the places where this question stems from. So um, what do you, what's your answer to that? Okay, so my answer to the first question, is blogging dead? Um, the short answer is uh, straight up, no, it's not. And I'll tell you why. Look, as long as there are users on the internet... As mm-hmm. long as there are people searching on Google for answers or entertainment or, you know, whatever they're looking for. Like you said, I mean, most of what you see on Google or search uh, search engines nowadays, they're blogs, right? I mean, these are people that, you know, write down their thoughts, their ideas on uh, a Word document. They upload that into their website and it gets ranked on search engines. So most of what we see are blogs. Now, the reason why I don't think it's dead is, uh, well, okay, so let me take it back to this if you're blogging just to put your thoughts out there then it can't be dead the only way that it can be dead is if you're dead <laughs> you know what i mean i mean as long as you have thoughts you can put that on uh, uh on the internet and it'll live there it'll be published but if you're blogging to get some sort of ranking or traffic build traffic to your website even that i don't think uh blogging is dead when it comes to ranking because well if you provide value to the user, mm-hmm. see, Google cares about the user. Okay, Google t- uh, cares about 
the people that are searching on Google to find relevant information that they're looking for. To questions yeah. or educational things that they're looking for to, to learn and um, not necessarily entertainment purposes well, on Google. Maybe even entertainment, right? I mean, uh, if there might be a, a travel blog you want to learn more about uh you know the best places to travel when you visit mexico for example right like educational still it goes to it might be educational and entertaining or it might just be you know only entertaining or whatever i mean it's it's a free form of uh writing this is creative writing it's not academic by any means Mm -hmm. although you you might be able to find academic blogs too right of course there's a whole bunch of those exactly blogging is just uh, putting down your thoughts uh on the internet so when it comes to ranking i think I think blogging has uh, evolved over the last 20 years. Absolutely. See, going back 20 years ago, uh, you can write a 500-word blog and stuff it with keywords, and it would have ranked, right? And, and write as many as you possibly could at the time. And because Google loved at that time, let's go back to, let's say, 2004, 2005. That's when blogging really took... Even before. Go, down, I mean, go way back, like to 2000 or... At the start of Google, there right. wasn't much on the internet. Yeah, so whoever know? posted the the most content won the competition, yeah. right? Won yeah. in in ranking. So yeah, you're absolutely right. But um, and you're totally right about it having evolved over the years. Um, it truly has. And one thing that I've personally seen from my end and um, over the years of working diff- with different cli- with different clients, I've seen that um, clients our clients tend to want their um, entertainment content, let's just say, um, content that would um, entertain their, <laughs> their, uh, uh, their audience to be moved to their social media platforms. So today when uh, someone asks me or, you know, what, I'm, what I do for my clients and I tell them that we do content writing, content um, publishing, and so on and so forth, they immediately follow that question up with um so you do social media marketing as well so those two are kind of intertwined right they uh but there is a there is a fine line between social media marketing um and con- either both of them are still in content right both of them yeah. you're still publishing content yeah. on both types of platforms but today we just want to talk about um publishing blogs well, on I mean- your blog website well at least as far as this question is concerned right yes uh but to finish my point why i don't think blogging is dead um look like i said going back you could have wrote a you know stupid piece of uh blog or article or whatever and you could have stuffed it with uh keywords and it would have ranked but nowadays i mean google has gotten so smart right they know if that piece of writing, if it provides value, okay? And, and like I said, Google, the fir- the most important thing to Google is their user's experience. So, for example, if you go on uh, the internet and search lasagna, right? What would you think you would find? I'm hoping I find lasagna. Recipe to how to make lasagna. Recipes, right? But what if there was a guy named Fred Lasagna 200 years ago that wrote a beautiful poem about the trees and pastures and why, stuff? Why do you have to use your own name? Well, because... <laughs> I love my name. That's why. Why not Savon Lasagna? Well, yeah, if there is such a person. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Fred Lasagna somewhere in the world, or at least in the past. But anyway, uh, 
uh, like you said, yeah, you would find recipes, right? I mean, that's that's because Google knows that whenever some ser- someone searches lasagna, based on uh, all the data that they've got- gathered so far, they're more inclined to search for recipes rather than poetry. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when it comes to mm-hmm. blogs, like I said, Google values uh, the user's experience above everything else. So nowadays, let me fast forward to 2021, leading into 2022 now. Blogs have gotten uh, way more uh, advanced. They provide way more value, okay? And the ones that rank on the first page of Google, they're the ones that provide the most value, okay? So so if I were to begin blogging and I start writing uh, blogs that are like 500 words long and I'm just keyword stuffing it, if you think that that's going to rank on Google on the first page, I mean, you're completely mistaken, I mean, there's Google has caught up to that. Yeah, of course. A long time ago. Yeah. But nowadays, if you want to rank, what you have to do is you have to really know. First of all, you have to have a strategy behind it, right? So you can't just write about anything uh, and hope that it ranks. You have to know what you're ranking for. If you want to rank for a specific keyword, you want to know what the competition is for that keyword. Maybe for that uh, specific keyword, there are uh, five blogs on the first page when you search on Google. And each of them are about like five, 6,000 words and they provide a ton of value. And I mean, it's very helpful content, right? If you want to beat them, you have to go way above and beyond and your website has to have the authority right. uh, for Google to trust it. So essentially, um, since Google values the customer satisfaction the most, right? They, they want to rank sites or blogs or articles that um, satisfy and please their users the most that essentially means that whatever blog that you're going to be writing you got to think about the consumer the reader first because then google is going to value that so whatever it is that you're going to want to write about it has to be tailored to your audience right your ideal audience um and with a ton of value and relevant value not Mm -hmm. just any value right Right. value is measured in how relevant it is to the reader and whatever it is that they're looking for right so essentially what you're talking about is the context Mm -hmm. exactly they say content is king but if content is king context is queen you know what i mean like without it (laughs) like that i made that up i like that too uh without it you're not i mean it's going to be an irrelevant piece of writing that the users, I mean, the the person that came across your blog, they're not even going to want to read that blog, right? So if you've noticed over the last, let's, sh- let's just say the last 10 years, the websites that you come across on the first page of any search on Google, they're very, very uh, valuable, right? I mean, it's exactly what you're looking for. Google kind of knows what you're searching for, right? Right. So you don't, o- it's like you don't, you don't second guess the results. Yeah. Yeah. And, and over time, the results keep getting better and better and better. That's because the people that want to rank on the first page, they're providing more value. They're providing, their content is just more valuable and more helpful. And maybe it's easy to read. Maybe it's easy to consume and digest. So putting all that together, it makes the the reader want to stay on that website and which gives uh, uh, Google the, it's an indication for Google mm-hmm. To know if that uh, blog or that website is relevant or if it's valuable to the user. And if it is and it outranks or outperforms the other blogs, then you'll outrank them. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
What do you think? I think that's very true. And um, to support your statement that blogs aren't dead, I do want to put this out there. There are right now there are about 1.6 billion websites in the world. Okay, so um, about thir- a third of those websites are actually blogs, not blog posts, but blogging websites. And just to paint a picture for our uh, viewers and our listeners, we see um, about seven to seven and a half million posts, blog posts, being published every single day. Okay. Wow. 80% of the 100 billion searches that are happening every single month on Google are being done or the um, 80% of those are those people are looking to find um, helpful and useful articles to learn something from. Mm-hmm. So they are essentially looking for blog posts. So, I mean, they're not uh, intentionally looking for, blog they're posts. looking for the information. They're looking for information. Exactly. And what you're trying to say is uh, the information is now given through blogs, mainly on Google. And I right. agree with you. And just coming from my own experience, um, if I want to find an answer to whatever, right, anything that hits my head. So if I want to uh, read something regarding, um, you know, politics or news or tech news or anything, whatever, whatever that comes to mind, the first place that I go to is Google. Mm-hmm. That's where I find my articles. End of story. I don't go to YouTube because YouTube is for videos and I don't go to Instagram because that's you know it's those, those are images yeah <laughs> i don't go to yahoo <laughs> haven't seen that logo in in some time the, now dude google's the internet now man i mean bottom line end of story it's the internet yeah but anyway um to move on to the next question is content creation saturated what do you think absolutely not why not because information wants to be free it wants to be consumed okay I don't think that it's saturated. If it if it were to be saturated, that would that would mean that you and I having this conversation right now would be pointless. Because someone else has talked about it before too. I'm sure. Yeah. So or maybe not recorded, but maybe it's been talked about. I'm sure it has. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 like music or books. It can't get any more saturated than books or mm-hmm. music. Yet new books are still being written and published um and they're winning all sorts of awards um and same with music some are bestsellers some aren't exactly so we are constantly in need and in need of new content Mm -hmm. we are constantly looking for um ways that we can um, add more knowledge to our knowledge base right yeah so i don't think it could ever be saturated i think that's a lazy way of looking at content public publishing yeah um every person on this planet has a thought has a belief has some skills and experiences that if they were ever to share it with the world i guarantee you that there there would be a whole bunch of people waiting for the next article or the next episode or the next post or what have you um to be made public so that they can access it and learn from so Again, to answer your question, absolutely not. I don't think it's saturated. Yeah, I don't uh, and, think and, so and, and and even if it is, it has a lot of room um, 
to improve on to improve on and i don't think it's saturated though that's the thing i mean look like i said before as long as there are people that are looking for answers or entertainment or whatever the hell they're using the internet for whether it be social media or um like instagram facebook and stuff or youtube for video content or podcasts like this one (laughs) or uh even uh blogs right as long as there are people searching for stuff like that for content like that it can never be too saturated i mean everyone has a different perspective right i mean you and i we work together we might work on uh let's say you and i are writing a a blog or making let's say we're we're making an image right for one of our clients Mm -hmm. And we have to make an image. We have to make the image for one specific topic that the client wants. Mm-hmm. And let's say we both hold a uh, you know a competition between us, and you go about working on it on your own, and you know I do too. And okay. we're working on separate computers, separate mm-hmm. rooms, separate building uh, buildings, right? And we complete the the content. I mean, we create it and we bring it together. I mean, if you if you think that those pieces would be the same, I mean, you're completely wrong by a long shot. I mean, there's no way that would be the same. All because we have different perspectives. Your reality is different than my yeah. reality. Absolutely, right? yeah. You might you might look at a, a lemon and be fascinated with a with a yellow color, right? But I might look at it and be fascinated with the smell. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe I'll, I would probably be fascinated with the background behind the uh, the lemon and how the lemon stands out with um the wooden background let's say for mm-hmm. example you know so it's all a matter of perspective and because of that because there are over 7 billion people in the world and every single one of us has a different perspective no matter where you're raised you know what what kind of family you grew up in what uh church or organization you belong to what school you went to it doesn't matter every single one is going to have a different perspective. And that's why we can each talk about the same topic, but the listener or, or the reader or the uh, the viewer would have a different uh, a different take. I mean, sorry, a, a different... What's the word I'm looking for? Angle. Yeah, I mean, uh, they would have a different uh, perspective because we have a different perspective. They would have a different experience. There we go. That's the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for. They would have a different experience because your perspective is different than my perspective. So, let's say, um, yeah, I mean, you get my point, right? Yeah, and um, as far as uh, creating content these days, what I know, what I see um, happening now, and 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 I could easily say that um, I've been noticing this since uh, 2015 and 2016. It really um, increased since then. Um, is that content marketing? as a whole is a very um, um, there's a holistic approach to successful content marketing. So when a blogger nowadays is writing a blog, they're not just writing one blog and posting that and hoping that that gains um, traffic all on its own. Although it can, if it's ranking for a keyword that um, is in high demand and a lot of searches are, are being, um, uh, done for that keyword mm-hmm. so um coming at this from a holistic approach uh, um taking your content that you're writing and repurposing that content into multiple platforms say you write a uh, um, three thousand word 
blog post, for example, you can really repurpose that in so many different ways. Turn that into a podcast, turn it into a video, um, grab snippets of it and, and turn it into uh, uh, social media posts. That would be a, a very simple example of what a holistic approach would be for content writing, right. content marketing, I should say. And that would really um, increase the traffic for your blog post. And um, and let's say if you're selling something, right? Let's say you're in e-commerce. This would certainly increase your conversion rate just because you are gathering the the attention from your viewers and from your more audience engaging from platform. different platforms yeah. exactly yeah. and which leads me to another thing actually i use the word attention um what is the first line that you see in a blog post the the title right right so you see the title what is the purpose of that title to get your attention so attention is the first thing that we, we are all after right eyeballs we're after eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, so if today's audience, today's uh, internet users are on all sorts of platforms on a daily basis, say on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, what have you, their attention is split between multiple platforms and different areas for different reasons. So our goal in uh, writing content should be to should be the first thing is to be able to grab their attention. So we got to go to wherever our audience are at whatever time of the day and um, try to grab their attention. And if let's just say, and this is the reason why I think a holistic approach to blogging is so necessary is because if I know that my audience are living on Instagram between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Well, that's when I'm going to be posting. That's when you'll, you'll strike, basically. That's when <laughs> I'll strike on Instagram, yeah, right? Yeah. To get them to basically get interested in that post, which will lead them to my blog post or my article, mm-hmm. right? And that is how blogging is done today. That's how it stays effective and that's how it's alive. So the people that ask if blogging is dead or if it still works are not thinking holistically. That's true. I mean, not just holistically. They're not thinking about... Uh, they don't even know how blogging works. Why blogs rank. I mean, we covered that like 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. right? It ranks because of the value. So if they focus on the value, whether it's a blog or a social media a post, an Instagram post, Twitter, whatever it is, if you're on whatever platform you're on, you're after attention, right? And more importantly, you're after engagement. Mm-hmm. So let me fix this. So let's say the engagement for a blog would sort of be the call to action to whatever service or product you're selling or maybe to another piece of uh, writing that you've published. So when it comes to blogs specifically, I think they don't understand, for the most part, they don't understand why blogs rank in the first place. But, I mean, we already covered that. But I want to move on to the next question if it's okay. okay. Is it too late to start blogging or making content? That can't be a serious question. Well, it's not. I mean, it is. It is. I mean, <laughs> we have our... Too, yeah, it's never too late. We have our perspective, but I'll tell you why I don't think it's too late. See, there are many, uh, I guess, celebrities or thinkers that I follow, right? Let's say... Uh, 
Oh, check the battery, dude. Okay. So anyway, I'm just going to continue talking. You handle that. So, for example, Elon Musk. I love that dude. I mean, the guy is... Uh, he's a genius in uh, you know many different fields, right? When it comes to cars or... God damn it, rocket science. Like, the guy figured it out. I love uh, the guy. You know what I mean? So... Joe Rogan has done uh, a couple interviews of uh, of Elon Musk, mm-hmm. and each one lasting more than three hours long. This last one was super long. Yeah, and I watched every single minute from both interviews, or even Alex Jones, dude. Like the guy's banned everywhere, right? And those interviews were s- like completely, just like super long, right? I mean, it was entertaining because of well, everything that they were talking about and just their dynamic mm-hmm. was entertaining. But what I'm trying to say is, let's take Elon Musk as an example. I'm, uh, I always follow Elon Musk, right? I'm following what he's doing, what, uh, what he's currently working on, what his next uh, moves are going to be, his next projects. So I'm always interested in uh, uh, getting more insight on how his, his brain works, right? What his thoughts are. So... If Joe Rogan has already done two interviews, it's two now, right? Or has, was there a third one? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think it's, the last one was the third one. I don't know. I don't know. But let's just say two for the sake of the argument. I'll but, take a look. Yeah, go ahead. So let's say altogether that's six hours long. And let's say another channel uh, you know, comes along and invites Elon Musk as a guest. And they do another three-hour interview, right? And they talk about the same topics. Mm-hmm. You bet your ass I'm going to watch that interview too. Why? Because, yes, they might talk about the same topics, but first of all, their dynamic between the interviewer and Elon Musk will be different because it's a, it's a different person, at least the interviewer is. And if you want to think more you know, philosophical about this, Elon Musk is probably a, a different person too, right? I mean, I know I'm a different person compared to the Freddy uh, of last year. I'm a completely different person. Right. right? I keep evolving myself. So, even so perspectives they, always change, they change because you're evolving yourself. Yes. So that's why I don't think uh, it's ever going to be too late to start uh, creating content. Yes, like you said in the beginning, I mean, someone probably had this conversation elsewhere before, right? And we're having the same conversation now, but we have different perspectives and we're, we have different takes on uh, the same subject matter. And subject matter is, uh, I mean, uh, it's, some of uh, some of uh, what you're going to be talking about is going to be repetitive, right? But a lot of times it's not redundant. Let me explain what I mean. Like Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, and almost every book that he writes and publishes, and in almost every video, he's talking about the same subject matter, mm-hmm. right? He's talking about um, financial education, financial education, and how to get out of the, out of the rat race. He's talking about how to you know build assets and you know, use debt as leverage constantly. Exactly. So, that. Exactly. Yeah. So you know exactly what he uh, he always talks about, right? I mean, that's that's the uh, the education that he always pushes. Mm-hmm. Yet he always brings out new books, new material, new videos. He's talking about the same thing, but in every video, it might be just a little bit different. And I know it's worked on me because I've been following uh, Robert Kiyosaki for years, and every time I uh, read. Uh, you know more of his uh his books or i watch more of his content it sits a little bit differently so his core message basically 
um, appeals to you. Well, yeah. And, That's what I fall on. Right. And all the nuances that he shares and all the different experiences and um, how-tos or whatnot. Um, that's what you're really after. You you are literally trying to increase your knowledge little by little on a topic that you firmly either believe in or are super interested in learning right. about. And um, yeah, and so one might take a look at that and, and say that it might be uh, redundant, but in reality, it isn't. I mean, the subject matter might be repetitive, but it's not redundant, Right. I mean, recently I saw one of his uh, his interviews. This one, this new podcast interviewed him, and he was <laughs> saying the same things. But he was so pissed in this interview. You I saw remember, that one. I remember too, right? that one. <laughs> I mean, I, this, this is like a Robert Kiyosaki that I've, I had never seen before. He's always like calm and he was he, super he, he angry. Jokes a lot, yeah. right? So he he has this witty character. But I felt, this, I felt bad for the for the host, honestly. Uh, who cares? But <laughs> it's, no, that was, it was very valuable. That was brutal. <laughs> no, he needed it. Uh, but anyway, uh, no, oh, I yeah. like that that host too i mean it was a very you can tell he had his ego under control um but even though he was saying the same stuff because he said it in, in a different tone i kind of uh picked up on certain nuances uh while he was talking and it, it, stuff that i re- remember right now i mean it's stuff that i heard before but it kind of got recorded even better now after that interview right so just because of his tonality yeah yeah, like you, you, like he was talking as if, like, dude, like, 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 are you stupid? Like, you know what I mean? Like, get it straight, you know? No, like, get this through your head, like, whatever he was. I forgot what he was talking about, you know, in detail. But when it comes to uh, building, uh, okay, when it comes to his cash flow uh, quadrant, right? He's talking about uh, the E S B I, right? He was trying to get that entire concept through the guy's head and he wasn't getting it because he hadn't read the book apparently i think so yeah that's why he was pissed maybe maybe yeah yeah maybe because he was like have you read my book have you even read my book yeah yeah that that's what really triggered yeah yeah that's true so maybe that's that's why he was pissed but anyway so he was trying to get that concept through his head and because he said it in a more aggressive way it was kind of more clear right anyway so these are the topics that we discussed today hopefully hopefully you guys don't have the same doubts if you had any uh, i mean i know i did before but you know through my experiences through creating content i realized that the answer to all of these questions is blogging dead is it too late to start blogging or creating content and uh, the last question or the second question that we answered is content creation too saturated or is content marketing too saturated the answer to all these three questions is a straight up no. And hopefully this episode cleared that up for you. And if it did, please let us know. I mean, uh, we'd love to hear f- uh, feedback from our listeners and our yeah. viewers. Yeah. And um, if you guys have questions or if you guys would like us to um, address any one of your topics or questions, go ahead and um, uh, go to contentcradle.com and you can send us an email and um, there's a contact form and we would be very happy to address those in our future podcasts yes sir and uh, also tune in next time we're going to be talking about the benefits of blogging it's going to be a great episode i mean there's a lot to cover so hopefully we'll see you guys there thank you guys so much thank you take care